2: Shop these deals at your local Kroger today or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.
1: Cracking the code on how you can drive business results and customer connection equipping you to acquire, engage, and retain customers, inspiring lasting loyalty across mobile, web, apps, and more. Welcome to Mobile Presence. Hosted by analyst, author, and top 30 mobile marketing influencer, Peggy Ann Solis.
0: Hey, hello, and welcome to Mobile Presence. This is episode 380. 88 can you believe it and i'm your host as always peggy on salts with mobile groove and this is your destination as Always where you get what you need you learn what you need we tell you what you need to reach and engage your audiences every step of the funnel, or maybe power that amazing growth loop you might be working on, you know, driving continuous and positive results for your campaigns and your customers. Either way, we get the inside track on all of the above, because this is the bi-weekly feature show where we talk with the marketing experts, and they do it because it's their daily job, it's expertise that has earned them the title of mobile hero as chosen by Liftoff, a full-service mobile app marketing and retargeting platform. So today, it's all about decreasing stress, which is probably good news because you as a marketer must be feeling it. I mean, it's in these times, right? It's when you have to get big results on a small budget. Now, how do you do that? How do you do that is by avoiding mistakes from the get-go. And you need to know what to avoid. You need to know how to diversify. And these are some tough questions, yes, but we get straight answers from a mobile hero who has been there and done that. Her career has covered all sides of digital and mobile advertising. She was in an agency, vendor, client, and now consultant, and now, of course, something very different, director of growth at Stash. So bring it on, Kate Palmer. Welcome to the show, and great to have you here. Thank you so much for having me. I'm so excited. Okay, so I said that you're a mobile hero that gives us some background. We know you're at stash That's another big point But for people who don't know exactly what it means to be director of growth at stash. What's your daily routine like?
3: Sure, so I oversee all paid acquisitions. So I am in charge of running all of our Any campaign that we are putting dollars behind I manage a team of four really incredible people and between the five of us we're probably managing almost a hundred campaigns at this time that span across many many different channels and every day we are just continually strategizing on how we can drive more users more efficiently
0: and that's probably a good reason why you've written about diversification you know all of those channels that's what's in your blog and we'll get to that because i thought it was great i thought it was great sort of like reverse psychology it wasn't like you need to do these three things no this is what you need to avoid (laughs) That motivates us to try and understand what that is. Um, I talked a bit about small business, you know, not small business necessarily, but really all marketers, I guess, and agencies are squeezed, right? I mean, you have to do more with less. And one of the things that you're highlighting in your blog is diversification. Um, I'm just curious what you think the benefit of that is, in in a nutshell, because it makes sense—you spread budget around. But what do you? What should you? well I wouldn't say promise yourself but as a marketer what should you expect
3: I think it's really easy when you know you get notice from above that your budget is now less than what it was previously I think it's really easy in order to stay within that budget to just pick one channel and Mm -hmm. you know like one of your better performing channels and just funnel all of your budget through that one channel but the problem with that is that if that you know when you are spending all of your money in one place if that campaign has a bad day you have a bad day mm-hmm. and so your performance will vary you know can vary pretty significantly day over day and you really don't want those swings i mean it's not it's not helpful to your bottom line and it's obviously going to like raise a lot of questions internally and you know no one needs that kind of stress
2: okay. so when
3: you take your budget and you spread it out over maybe your top 5 performing channels you're alleviating your risk of bigger swings day over day. You're able to continue to increase your number of users with minimal impact to your bottom line because you can just continually reallocate budget within those campaigns. You know, bundling it towards the most efficient channels for that day.
0: We're going to talk about how to find more efficient channels, you know, and diversify really. But at a, at, a, at another level, you know, you mentioned that. When they have a bad day, so Facebook, you know, Google, what have you, they have a bad day, you have a bad day. And that's a lot of questions that get asked. But there's also a lot of questions that get asked earlier on when you're maybe telling someone, you know, you're telling. Uh, someone at sea level, hey, I'm going to diversify, it's like, whoa, wait a second, you know, everyone's on, On. I'll just name it Facebook, I'm not trying to disrespect them, but, you know, everyone's, but everyone's there, this is not a time for experimentation, you know, we are in the era of COVID-19, stick to what you're doing, stick to one channel, I mean, what would be your reaction, what would be your answer to that, because I'm sure a lot of marketers are going to run into that, maybe more now than ever.
3: Oh, Absolutely. Um, My response to that is, sure, but that's what everybody else is doing right now. So Mm. if everybody cuts out, you know, the majority of their portfolio and just starts funneling all of their budget into Facebook and Google, all of our costs are going to go up. And I mean, that at the end of the day, that's not beneficial for anybody. So my response to them is, you know, we can find much more efficient traffic
0: at scale in other places. Okay. So we overcome the herd mentality. We convince our boss, and we're saying, "Okay, let's do it. Let's really do it. Let's let's let go of preconceived notions. Let's experiment. Um, it's exciting, you know, to do something different." But do you have any sort of to-dos or not to-dos while you're moving in that direction? Because you know, it's got to be a sort of thing where you make you you do a campaign, you see what the metrics tell you, and then you decide: double down, decrease, switch off altogether. And those are a lot of questions to ask there, but maybe there are some just some you know rules of thumb to guide us through that. So let's just say, I'm experimenting. How many should I go for?
3: Um, it really depends on the size of your budget. But when you do okay. start to diversify, there are a few things that I um, that I tell my team over and over again. You know, never take no for an answer. If you want to launch a new a campaign with a new vendor that you've never you know, run with before. If they say, oh, we can only run this on a cost per install basis. But meanwhile, you're running all of your other campaigns on a cost per down funnel event, you know, a CPA campaign. Don't Mm -hmm. take no for an answer. They can do it. They just don't want to do it because they're obviously going to make more money on a CPI campaign. So that's number one. Never take no for an answer. Make sure you're always negotiating, you know, to mitigate the most risk for you up front. And then the other... The other biggest tip I can give is just there is no such thing as set and forget in the mobile industry. You need to be one hundred percent on top of all of your performance across every campaign, at all times. If someone comes to you and say it says, "Hey, you know what's the CPA on campaign X?" You should be able to, you know, give that answer right off the top of your head. Um, you always need to be optimizing these campaigns. You can't just let it run and then, you know, after 30 days say, well, this didn't work. No, you need to be proactive. You need to be in there adjusting bids, blacklisting site IDs, you know, you need to be in the updating creative. You, you need to be in there and be proactive and you should never just rely on, you know, the, the vendor itself to, um, to do all of the optimizations for you because that's not beneficial to anybody
0: and i love that not taking no for an answer i I didn't realize i'm not a marketer right kate so i didn't realize that you know you can still get sort of get that brush off because basically they want to earn more or it's just more problem you know they don't want the they don't want the heavy lifting
3: absolutely and you know sometimes it's not even about the heavy lifting but you know on their end they want to get as much learnings as possible so they want to run the campaign in a way where you know it's going to be basically just casting a very wide net which is great for them, you know, they're going to learn a lot quicker, but then it's worse for you because you're going to be super inefficient most of the time for the mm-hmm. first couple of weeks.
0: Okay. Just a quick one for you. Is there a channel that has you, you know, totally interested or totally on your radar because we're telling people to diversify and we're going to dig into some places where they need to be going, but maybe there's one that just really is is hot now for you.
3: Well, I'm I've, since I came to Stash, I have been pretty excited about our affiliate content channel. This is something that I didn't have a lot of experience before I came to Stash, but it is amazing. It's basically, you know, you're creating these partnerships with other companies uh, for, you know, like Penny Hoarder, Finance Buzz, you're creating content with these partners and they're running, you know, reviews of your company or put, make, putting you in a listicle You know, Mm -hmm. top 10 finance apps, top 10 apps for investing or for online banking, Um, you know, so for the user, I mean, the users that come through on this channel are so much more qualified because they have a, a very strong idea of what your company does and what you have to offer by the time they enter the onboarding funnel. And so we have really been having a lot of fun over the last couple of months, really growing this channel at Stash.
0: That is fascinating. That's the first I've heard of that, too. I expected, oh, you know, Quora, whatever, Reddit, you know, because they are amazing channels with amazing results. I mean, I've heard a lot and seen a lot, but but content through affiliate and sort of like more power to content marketing. Now that's an exciting shortcut. I knew there was a reason <laughs> why I had you on the show. Kate, this is gonna be great. You are definitely gonna be the stress buster for our audience. But we do have to go to break right now. So listeners, you can see it. You gotta be back for it. It's gonna be great. So don't go away. We'll
1: be right back. Mobile presence, sponsored by CleverTap, a leading engagement and retention platform, will be back after this message. WP Engine gives you the flexibility to build it your way. Improve your SEO and conversion rates with a faster site on WP Engine. Learn more on WPEngine.com. Welcome back to Mobile Presence on WMR.FM. Here is your host, Peggy Ann Sauls. And we're back
0: to Mobile Presence. I'm Peggy Ansultz and we have Kate Palmer, Director of Growth at Stash. And before the break, Kate, you were so helpful in sharing some inside tips that I think are going to really make this one sing as as, as far as podcasts go. I expect it to be one of our more popular ones because it's just straightforward what you need to do. And your blog is about what you need to avoid. So let's look at a couple of those tips. So drawing from your blog, and we'll talk later about where people can read it, what's a top tip? Again, big results on a small budget. What do you need to avoid to get those results?
3: One of the things that you really need to avoid is just being uninformed about mobile fraud. Mobile fraud is mm-hmm. going to get you from every single angle, and there's no way to ever be you know, completely free of it. And so you need to be aware of the different kinds of fraud. You need to figure out how it's infiltrating your channel, but then more importantly, you need to know how to operate and still continue to scale your business while, I mean, you're just going to have to accept that like fraud exists and you just have Mm -hmm. to learn how to proactively optimize it out and live with it.
0: Okay. I mean, that is the big one. And I've read a lot about the different types of fraud. Last time I checked, you know, there were, there's several different types. I think I had it up to nine in one, in one white paper. (laughs) Um, What are, if any, some shortcuts, because you're obviously going to go for the fraud. That's the most beatable, you know, you're not going to go for things like, like bots that are just like constantly programmed to be smarter than you. Um, That's a different world. But, you know, again, thinking about where the marketer needs to focus efforts, where would you say that is? Needs to focus efforts. To fight fraud. To fight fraud. The number one
3: thing that you have to do is to invest in a fraud detection tool. That's number Mm -hmm. one. They are pricey, but I promise you, you will be amazed at the ROI of these platforms. Um, I personally use the AppSlyer Protect360, and it's... Pretty incredible. It blocks a lot of fraud in real time. So, you know, you're really mitigating a lot of risk on your side. And then, even the stuff that it doesn't block out in real time, it gives you really granular data. So, it tells you what kind of fraud it was, if it's hijacking, if it's, you know, fake installs. Um, It tells and it gives it to you not only on the campaign level, but it gives it to you on the site ID level So you're proactively optimizing it out of your campaign this way You're not just looking at a campaign and saying oh, this is driving a lot of fraud I have to pause it, you know, you're able to actually optimize it out And so you're continuing to drive legitimate users on that campaign It might be at a lower volume if they are driving more fraud and you need to, you know be pushing more pausing more things off the bat, but I mean, at the end of the day, like, if you are still driving even 10 users a day from a campaign, I mean, that's valuable at an efficient price.
0: Absolutely. So being uninformed, as you write about it here, being uninformed about mobile ad fraud, that is the risk. That is the mistake. So you do have to be proactive. You have to understand and uh, have a fraud detection solution, as you stated. Um, What I like about your approach is that you you know you pinpoint opportunities you pinpoint opportunities where it will make sense for marketers and it's something very simple you know it's something that you find opportunities in our current state but as a person you also find opportunities i mean i look at your 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 you know, your experience, and I have to ask myself, if we can't learn something from you, you know, how do you find personal opportunities, career opportunities, what can you share?
3: Sure, so I think when a person goes into a new position or into a new company, a lot of people do not want to make waves. You know, mm-hmm. they want they want their new coworkers to like them, they want to be accepted into the team, And I I think women especially struggle with this, you know, they don't want to go against the grain. And so I think a lot of people's mentality when they go into a new company or a new position, you know, they they look around and they see things that don't necessarily make sense to them, but they don't really say anything. They just say, oh, this is how they're doing it. They've been successful doing it this way. So it may not make a lot of sense to me, but Mm. okay, I guess I will just get over that and I will just do it the way that they are doing it. But for me personally, the you know when I ask somebody, well, like, why are you doing it like this, and they say, well, this is how we've always done it. I think that is such an incredibly dangerous answer. Just because that is the way that you've always done it doesn't mean that that is the right way to do it, or that there isn't a better way to do it. So I would say for me, I am, con- <laughs> I might be super annoying. I'm sure I am. Um, <laughs> you know, when I first start a job because. I am that person that's just like following people around the office, just asking question after question after question after question, because I want to make sure that I am fully 100% understanding something, you know, because in my mind, you Mm -hmm. should never just, you should never just settle for, okay, this is how they do it. This is how we're going to do it. And these, this is what is expected. These are the expected results. In my mind, I'm always thinking, how can I, how can I do this better? How can I do this faster? How can I drive more users? How can I, you know, make this campaign more efficient? And so I am truly that person that's going in there and I'm following people around the office, asking question after question. um, And then it's hard to say, once again, I hate saying Women struggle with this more than men, but I think it's true. We never want to ruffle feathers. We never want to speak up and say, well, I think it could be done better because we don't want to, you know, necessarily hurt anybody's feelings or, yeah. you know, and anything like that. That it's It's a real concern, but you can't be afraid of that. No, I
0: get get that completely, particularly when you're new to the job. You don't want to come in and say, okay, so how do you do this? Like, well, this is the way it's always always been done. But what I love about your approach, Kate, is that you're taking the marketing skills, which is interrogating the data, right? (laughs) That's what it's all about. And you're interrogating um, the the, the workspace, you know, the, the workflow. You're just saying, you know. Why does it have to be like this? Why can't it be different than that? And I guess the other secret is to always do some homework and come with something constructive. It's not destructive like, oh, this isn't working. This this isn't right. No, it could be this way. I guess that's the other half of it, isn't it? Exactly. I, you know, I don't
3: ask so many questions just to be a pain in the butt. You know, <laughs> I ask so many questions so that I fully understand what they are talking about so that i am not just sitting there going well that doesn't make sense well that's a stupid way to do that you know i want to make sure i fully understand something so that i can figure out a way to make it better if it doesn't make sense to me okay well what can i do to this to make it to make it make more sense what can i do to this to make it more efficient um and so that's that's the big thing you never you know it's one thing to go in and be annoying and make waves as long as you're being constructive and you're Mm -hmm. being productive and you're adding, you're, you are adding value to the company or to the department, but you never want to be that person that just comes in and is just, you know, a negative Nancy across (laughs) everything and just say, well, that's stupid. That's a dumb way to do it. This doesn't make sense. You know, like you have to, if you're going to say those things, you have to back it up.
0: I love that negative, Nancy. I hadn't heard that one, Kate. That's a new one, or it may be your very own. I mean, you are a mobile hero. You get that accolade for a reason. Is there something you can share an anecdote so we understand um, not just where you're coming from, but maybe also an example that, one, earned you that title, but also is aligned with this, this attitude, this, um, this mindset of saying, hey, I can always make it better. Truly, I think.
3: The biggest reason I was nominated for um, for the mobile hero position, um, which was such an such an incredible honor, I was really I was really stoked about it, is because I have always practiced since I've been in the mobile industry, I have always practiced um, the diversification of the portfolio and because of this i have worked with so many incredible people i've worked with almost every single mobile vendor that exists at this point um and it's a very small industry so you know someone who started at company a you know within six months they're over at company b and they say hey you know i think you might be interested in this and so i think you know being a mobile hero is just being really in tune with the entire industry and, you know, being able to figure out, you know, being able to walk into a place and say, Hey, you know, I have, um, I have 10 vendors who I think would actually run really great campaigns for this particular product or for this particular company. You have to be Mm -hmm. on top of everything. And that really, I mean, it really falls into my whole diversification
0: mindset. Mm -hmm. I like that because you have to sort of, you know, you have to have a broad base in anything otherwise you're just too focused on one thing you're not going to go with the flow you're not going to adapt it's it makes sense to me just in a word how do you stay then sort of up to date and in you know in the groove with your industry any any shortcuts on what to read where to network where you get your inspiration
3: yeah so i always i always read all of the apps fire newsletters that go out they usually have you know since they are a mobile measurement platform. So they're ingesting so much data across the world, across every single app. You know, so they really have a really good, you know, finger on what is going on in the mobile mm-hmm. world right now, trends. And then the grow.co newsletter is also a great place for, you know, new and upcoming trends and and products. And then honestly, I rely a lot on my friends, on my friends in the industry, not only other UA people, but other, you know, people who work for ad tech vendors or mobile vendors. Um, I really learn so much from all of those people. I love going to a conference or even just having coffee with another, you know, UA director, UA manager, anybody who's working in the same space and just saying, hey, you know, I'm really struggling with uh vendor x you know like i heard such good things about it but i can't get it to work you know have you used it do you have any do you have any tips on how to get it to work i feel like that is the um probably the most beneficial resource is that we have is each other i mean it's still such an emerging industry and there's still so few people who have substantial experience in the field you know we really have to rely on each other
0: Absolutely, and uh, those are great words of advice, Kate, really, and very human, very down-to-earth, you know, what you need to read. I agree. AppsFAR has some great data. I live in data and reports and benchmarks, including Liftoff's benchmark as well. Um, So absolutely, I get it. We do have to go to break a final time, so listeners, don't go away. We'll be right back.
1: Mobile Presence, sponsored by Clevertap, a leading engagement and retention platform, will be back after this message. TopSEOs.com, the independent authority on search vendors. Welcome back to Mobile Presence on WMR.FM. Here's your host, Peggy Ann Saltz.
0: And we're back to Mobile Presence. I'm your host, Peggy Ann Saltz, and we have Kate Palmer, Director of Growth at Stash. And Kate, I've been enjoying this. I have to say a little bit more than some of the others, although I won't play favorites. You are definitely a woman of action. And I love that. I love to hear that. And I love to have that on the show. So first of all, I just want to thank you for just sharing, you know, and being real.
3: Oh, thank you, Peggy. I'm, I'm really enjoying this as well. I was nervous. This is great.
0: <laughs> no, this is fun. This is great. And, you know, a woman of action. Okay. So I'm going to ask you for the action plan, you know, unemployment hi we don't have to go there outlook for marketers for everyone is is limited at best we need positivity we need ideas we need motivation you certainly have it or at least that's what i'm feeling here so um we'll we'll, we'll stick with the 3 because that's what you have in your blog you seem to like threes this could be three things <laughs> personal or professional do's or don'ts so avoid or do you know just for marketers listening in and some of it could be about growing their their opportunities at their at their job you know again leading on from diversification, but can also be things they can do personally, you know, just things to expand their own horizons. So I'll let you kick it off. What would be number one?
3: Number one is to always bring a level of creativity to your professional life. Um, Like you said, the outlook for marketers right now is extremely limited. You know, all of our budgets are lower across the board right now. Do you want to just sit back and become a one-trick pony and just run campaigns on Facebook and Google? Or do you really want to figure out an even better way to continue to drive a high level of users even more efficiently? You know, right now isn't the time to just say, "Okay, well, if my cost per user was X and, you know, um, my budget was Y, okay, if my budget is now lower, I'm still going to keep that same, you know, that cost per user. Mm -hmm. That's just, that's just what it is. So we just have to be fine with bringing in less users. No, you should be trying to think outside of the box and say, okay, well, now if my budget is half of what it was, I should try and get my cost per user to, you know, far lower. So I'm still managing to bring in a good amount of users for that budget. It doesn't matter what your budget is. If you're getting creative, you know, you can still continue to drive a, a good amount of users and really have minimal impact to your bottom line.
0: Mm-hmm. And that's probably even more important now because I think the, the UA sort of organic, you know, soaring organic numbers, um, I'm reading more and more that that's sort of leveling off. So it's going to be back to work for a lot of people as well and, yeah. and making some decisions um, around the users you acquired and the users you want to acquire. So it's going to be even more important, correct? absolutely you have to constantly evaluate
3: your entire portfolio and make sure that you're always reallocating budget towards the channels that are most efficient for you at that time you know constantly funneling in new creatives getting more creative with your creatives it's like okay well you know we've been we I hate to use the word one- trick pony but okay well this is what has worked for us before mm-hmm. okay so are you telling me that nothing else is going to work for you like nothing else is going to you know be more efficient nothing else is going to drive more volume. You know, you just, you have, to, you have to stay creative and you just have to always be thinking about the next thing.
0: Okay, and on that note, I promised that we'd have a professional, we had our professional, now a personal tip. So leave us with a motto, something to give us perspective because, you know, hey, Zoom is our new social network, work at home is the new normal. Maybe we need something to put on our t-shirts when it's all over. What would that motto be, Kate? I would
3: say my motto is you can always be better. Oh, and right. I think that is really impactful, not only in our professional lives, but our personal life. And also, I mean, the world right now, I mean, we can always we can we can be better. We can always be better. And I think we should always be striving for that. Fairly recently, someone asked me we were talking about The Breakfast Club and they asked me, well, who were you um, in The Breakfast Club? You know, were you the jock? Were you the popular girl? And I said I was Emilio Estevez's dad in that movie. I was the guy saying, you got to win. You got to be the best. That was me. (laughs) I've kind of always, I've always had that mind mindset. Um, I've always just, you know, like if I got an A on a test, I wanted to get an A plus. If I, you know, scale my user base 50% month over month, it should have been 60. Like I'm very hard on myself, but I think that has really helped me to get to where I am, not only professionally, but in my personal life as well.
0: Okay, that is great, and I'm I'm thinking of a saying. Okay, I'm based in Germany, so it's not going to make it. But if I translated it, uh, they say, if you if you sit down, you rest. <laughs> yes. So it sounds about the same here and it's, it's uh, a great way to leave us. And of course, you know, people are going to want to stay in touch with you if only to get some of that motivation to get some of that energy. I mean, you could put it in a bottle, sell it. Uh, how would they do it? What's the best way, you know, is it LinkedIn, Twitter? What's the best way?
3: Uh, yeah, the best way would probably be to connect with me on, on LinkedIn and then we can take it from there. I am part of the liftoff mobile hero Slack channel. So if you're in there, you know, I can, we, we can speak in there as well.
0: Awesome. And I was just admitted to that. I feel like it's like being one of the tribe now. Wow. I'm so pleased. <laughs> so incredibly pleased. So uh, thanks again, Kate. Thanks for sharing everything. It was great to have you on the show today. I really enjoyed it. Thank you so much, Peggy. And my friends, that is a wrap of yet another mobile presence. If you want to read up on Kate or any of the other mobile heroes in the series, you can check out their dedicated page and their amazing blogs over at heroes.liftoff. And if you want to keep up with me throughout the week, find out more about how you can be a guest or sponsor on Mobile Presence, then email me, Peggy, Peggy at MobileGroove.com. That's where you'll also find my portfolio of content marketing and app marketing services. You can also check out this and all early episodes of our show by going to WMR.FM, where you can find our shows on iTunes, Stitcher, Speakers, Spotify, and iHeartRadio. Simply by searching Mobile Presence. So until next time, remember, every minute is mobile, so make every minute count. Keep well, stay safe, and we'll see you soon.